beaming from Pacific Junction Hotel to Earth. Girth. Welcome to my summer layer. I'm your host, Sammy and Andy. This episode is slightly different. I turned the Blood in the Snow Film Festival movie day. The sixth annual Blood in the Snow is a Toronto film festival celebrating the best in contemporary Canadian horror genre and underground film. Along with Toronto After Dark, it's one of our coolest and funnest film festivals. At the media day, I interviewed five people involved in Blood Chat, so this chapter is split into two parts. Part one features an interview with director Jennifer, Cynthia, who plays the creepy Kiki, and the Blood Chat herself, Sarah. She's nine years old, but she's very cute. Part two is an interview with Alex, who is the main character, Ashley, and Blood Child's line producer, Emily. This festival, Blood, it runs, get it, November 22 to the 26th at the Royal Cinema with after parties at the Monarch Tavern. It's a good time. You should go. For now, here is part one uh, of my interview with Blood Child, the directors Jennifer, Cynthia, and Sarah, the Blood Child herself. All right. Thank you, ladies, for uh, joining me. Uh, we're Blood in the Snow, which is super exciting. My name is Sam Yunin. I'm the host of My Summer Lair. And uh, why don't you go around and introduce yourselves and what you did for the film. Right. Um, my name is Cynthia McQuarrie, and I am the, myst the mysterious character as one of the leads in the film. I play City. Mysterious character is a good way to put it. So yeah, we'll get I'm not in the trailer, but I, I play a pivotal role. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, but your your voice is in the trailer. My voice. Is, oh yes, my voice. <laughs> mysterious voice. So I'm Jennifer Phillips. I'm the director, writer. PA, production designer. I'm basically everything. Yeah, your name is like all over the credits. <laughs> it is. It's terrible. Yeah. I had like no nothing else to put in those blanks. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So I'm basically I created Blood Child. The the joy of independent cinema. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm Tar Chideroni, and I was the ghost child. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask you first, since you have the mic, was it fun playing a ghost child? Yes, I loved it. Was it scary? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it scary for you? Well, because I've never been in a horror movie, and it was really scary because the way um, they did my makeup. And yeah. yeah. Did you, the makeup was scary. Yeah. <laughs> did you use the makeup for Halloween, too? Did you get to go out for Halloween and go trick-or-treating um, with that? That would have been pretty good. Uh, for Halloween, I was a zombie. I was a zombie bride. And my mom, mm -hmm. my mom did my makeup, and I it looked like I had a hole in my head. <laughs> and so after doing uh, Blood Child, and after being the Blood Child, has this convinced you to keep going with movies and yes. keep making movies? Yes. Do you want to keep making horror movies, or do you want to make all kinds of movies? All kinds of movies. Do you have a couple of favorite movies of your own? Um, I like a lot of movies. Hmm. That's hard to decide. Hard, that's fair. <laughs> and how did you get hired or how did you get cast for Blood Child? Well, I don't really know that because <laughs> my mom my mom um, did it and she just asked me if I wanted to and I said yes. All right. And it was fun? Yeah. And she, your director was good? She didn't yeah. push you around? She didn't make you cry? No. <laughs> She made us cry. She made you guys cry? <laughs> With her cuteness and adorableness. <laughs> yeah, and it was kind of fun. And you weren't intimidated at all by hanging out with all the adults and no. other... Oh, okay. Well, you're a braver woman than I am. 
We're not that scary <laughs> to hang out with. No, but to be that age and then to be doing a horror movie yeah, is like... No, she was great. I mean, yeah. we had like long days and she was just like a trooper. She was good. She was patient. She was having fun. Uh, yeah, she's, we loved having her on set. How did Blood Child come into your life? Your mom booked you as well, or? <laughs> no, I'm an independent um, actress. <laughs> My mom did not know anything about this. Okay. I just uh. said, "All right, mom, I'm I'm off, taking a plane to uh, to Toronto. See you in a month. Bye." Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I worked with Jen before, mm -hmm. and um, on a few uh, theatre productions. Um, in Singapore and in Edinburgh and Scotland, so that's how we knew each other and how I got involved in the project. What kind of direction did she give you? Because your character is like super creepy and super reserved, but like like you said, you're not necessarily in the trailer, but you have a very subtle influence over the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of direction did Jen give you in terms of like your character and building your character, or where you just got free reign? I. I think I had a lot of free reign. I was the one who was feeling insecure, going, Jen, you've got to tell me. What do you want? I'm not sure. I think I've got, I've got, I, I like to believe I had great instincts. And, but I did get a little insecure when, you know, like Jen just goes, okay, just, just give me what you, you feel or what you, you know, uh, you, you're doing great. And I'm like, are you sure? Um, I, I think the character, I was just being what um, I, understand a typical um, helper a Southeast Asian helper in Singapore was like and based on on Jen's script which by the way I was really scared of I, I got a little scared I couldn't read it one go because I don't <laughs> I don't like horror films to be honest <laughs> really yeah I get scared I don't watch horror and um, so when I was given the script I read it and I went okay I'm just gonna play her like it is the script itself will give the creepiness or the mysteriousness or, or her intentions I just had to play the emotion mm -hmm. Th that's my strength emotion yeah yeah and Jen in terms of uh, you getting involved this is it says uh, at the beginning this is a true story it is so so back to like Cynthia I know she kept asking me and give her direction but she would she was a one take wonder like every time she did a take our DP and everything we were like okay that's good enough we don't have to do it again so it was great she saved us a lot of time so I always tell her she's just like perfect so it was good it helped me out a yeah. lot um, but in terms of the story um, it is a true story um, in Southeast Asia raising ghost children in various circles, it's quite common. And uh, my aunt, who is now very old, uh, I remember growing up and she was the one who kept telling us these stories about family members um, and neighbors raising ghost children. So that's how the story came about was basically from her. And the uh, casting everybody too, mm -hmm. like you wanted to keep all those kind of like the, the connection between Singapore and then the Eastern magic and the right, all I those elements together? Yeah, I did. I did. And, and I think that there were certain rules that were written for very specific people because I knew ahead of time who I wanted on the project. So Cynthia, um, I wrote the role, even though it was based on a typical... Um, helper in Southeast Asia. I wrote the role basically for her. Um, the neighbor, Naomi, uh, who is Charlotte, who's not here today, I wrote that specifically for her as well, just because I know 
a lot of my actors. Um, Lisa, who plays the mother, um, Ashley's mother. I also. She was great. Yeah, she's great, isn't yeah. she? Um, I wrote the role specifically for her as well because all three of them have a connection with me through the theatrical production that I basically did in Toronto called The F Word that we also took to Edinburgh. So three roles were specifically written for the three actors and then the rest were written for, well, based on my imagination of what the actors would be. But yeah, that connection to Singapore was really important. And this is your directorial debut? Yes, it is. High five. High Way five. to go. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I don't know. I'm still like, you know, questioning that. Um, I mean, I've always been involved in film because I was a fight choreographer to start with. Uh, burn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Burn. Right. They, yeah. yeah. So um, for the last long time, I, I won't say how many years because that will uh, tell my age. Yeah. Um, and then after a while. You look like you're in the 20s. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I just passed my like 21st birthday. There so. you go. <laughs> Um, so I think moving um, to directing was pretty natural, uh, but I didn't want to specifically stay with horror because I love horror films. I grew up with horror films. My mom, when I was six years old, took me in to watch horror films. That was long wow. before that ratings. Really? Yeah, I watched The Exorcist, oh, wow. You're Rosemary's Baby, The Omen. I mean, those are like all-time classics. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So hence why horror. And was the was the impetus always to direct this like uh, for yourself? You, like you said, you want to get into directing, and this was the story that you want to tell. Or were you hoping to like maybe debut with a, as a director with another project, and then this one just kind of came up first? Or I was really open to directing anything. I just wanted to make sure that if I was producing, so I've got a weird mind, right? So you have to create a part of you that's a director, but then you have the business side of you that's a producer. So in the process of doing this film. It was one of those where I had to make a choice between a producer or a director. So producer side said, do horror, indie horror. And director side said, okay, now what can I do with this? So I asked the other ladies, right? Like in terms of having, because this is such a, a women-centric story in a sense, right? Losing a child and then trying to recover and then trying to raise a ghost child. Having a female director, that brings a different type of sensibility to this project. Like, right. Actually, you know, to tell you the truth, um, I don't know about that. And the reason why I say that is I've always looked as gender being a social construct. And to me, a director, a director, I guess, is a director, no matter how you look at it. So in terms of this film, it, I think the audience is going to have a different take. As far as I am concerned, the... Um, the women-centric part of it would be perhaps maybe the sensitivities that are involved during the filming process That's fair, as yeah. opposed to telling the story. So that works, if that's yeah. how you want to yeah. look at it. Have audiences seen the film? I know you're screening at Blood in the Snow, but have you have you shown it to other people or to other audiences? No, I mean, Cynthia, did you see it? I haven't seen it, so I'm actually a little scared okay. to go in a theater on Saturday to watch it. Because, <laughs> I, like I said, I mentioned before, I don't like to watch horror films. Are you going to watch it as well? Are you going to be there um, on Saturday at the screening? I don't know because it's a three-hour drive from where I live, so I don't know yet. Okay. We'll have to convince mom to take you. Yeah. They can come stay with me until Saturday. <laughs> yeah, we'll babysit you. It's okay. We're used to it. And I know this is just going to be screening at Blood in the Snow, but are there additional projects you're going to be working on or that we should keep an um, eye out in the next little while? I, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, what my next project is going to be, but I have to get this project off the ground before the next... You know how indie yeah, film works, right? I know. <laughs> and you're thinking of the next project in terms of directing and writing again? or? Um, uh, I am pretty open. If the story is good, th this is the way I look at it, is that the 
whether it's horror or drama or comedy, the story is super important. If there's a good story to tell, I will tell any story. Mm -hmm. So I am pretty open to whatever projects. If there is a good script that comes along, um, I'll do it. As a matter of fact, I think I talked to Cynthia about doing a film in Singapore, more for the local audience over there. But like I said, a script is so important. I think that is just so essential to any film is what the script is going to be. And then, of course, assembling a good team. I was just as a... This being my directorial debut, I was very lucky. I was very lucky because the entire team behind it really helped me out a lot. I think that without the right team in place, this film could have never been made. I always tell people that I'm like, I, I was like a babysitter more than a director. It's like <laughs> I, I just made sure like everything worked and the support is just amazing. And I've been telling everybody in my cast and crew that without their support, there's no way we'd have this film today. All right, thank you, ladies. Great, thank, thank you for you. hanging out, thank and you. thank you for telling me about your experiences. You were very scary. Did a great job. Thank you. So I hope you keep making more horror films. You're really good at it. <laughs> thank you. All right, so that was part one. Here now is the second part, uh, part two, with Alex, who plays Ashley, the main character, and Blood Cow's line producer, Emily. So once again, this is my summer layer, and I'm Sam Yunin. All right, uh, welcome to my summer lair. I'm your host Sam Yunin, and uh, I'm sitting with uh, two ladies from Bloodchild. Um, so introduce yourselves and what you do in the film. So I'm Emily Schooley, and I'm line producer for the film. My name is Alex Malone, and I was one of the lead actresses in the film. Mm -hmm. How did this film kind of come to you as the uh, lead actress? Because you get uh, you get all the heavy lifting. I found online, I think on one of those Mandy or something like that, and I had submitted myself for a smaller part, and when I came in for the audition, uh, Jen asked me to read for the leading part, and so I, I um, did a cold read of this really emotional scene, and not too long after, I was contacted by Jen, she sent me the, the full script, and uh, almost a week later, we were on set shooting. Yeah, for you, were you happy to do something horror? Because you also have another short. It's a short that said uh, Blood in the Snow. Mm -hmm. So are you, were you happy to do a horror and kind of get out there and flex the muscles? Or were you just looking for a film or a drama or yeah, anything else? Yeah, it's funny. My acting experience so far has mostly been in horrors. I acted in a short film called Own Negative a couple years ago where I played a vampire. Uh, and then this having the supernatural blood child, dead child aspect to it. <laughs> and then even the short film that I uh, wrote and directed that premieres on Sunday, Talking Heads. It's got a slight horror genre cutting off the head element <laughs> to it. So it's a really fun um, genre that I love working in. I feel like there's so much play and creativity in it right now. Do you have a favorite horror film or kind of horror, number of horror films that kind of influenced you as you were kind of coming up? and? Um, I love Hitchcock, so I'm all about oh, psycho uh, movies like that, and anything with vampires, like oh, okay. vampire stuff like that, really gets me going. What about you, Emily? Are you do you have a favorite horror film or? That's a really good question. Um, I actually tend to like a lot of Lovecraftian horror, so maybe not exactly Lovecraft himself, but mm -hmm. anything where you don't always need to see the monster, where it is very psychological and about kind of you know what could be in the darkness yeah so i find you know the human mind is a lot more terrifying del toro does some of that kind of yeah. stuff not lately yeah actually i just rewatched pan's labyrinth not too long ago so good right Very solid oh, yeah. yeah and another film i wouldn't necessarily classify quite as horror but battle royale is one of my like top five films ever 
I guess that is kind of scary, right? Because it's just yeah, like it kids. It's a little bit more on the gory side for sure and very dystopian, very, very close to what could happen. Yeah. Well, how did Blood Child come into your, because you have a central role in it, right? So how did this kind of come into your life or how did this project get started? Well, so Jen, the director, actually asked me to be line producer. She and I had worked together previously on a show called The F Word, where she was directing, I was acting. Apparently, you know, I got a bit of a reputation for myself for being organized and creative and indispensable, so... Oh, that's yeah. good. You should put that on a business card. <laughs> <laughs> good tagline. Yeah. 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 And I also, um, I bo work both as an actor, I direct my own stuff, and I produce my own work as well. Mm -hmm. So I think Jen knew that I already had the film experience, shorts, features, and series as well. Yeah. So I kind of stepped in, helped her finalize the script, and we worked right from pre-production pre through to post. Yeah. What kind of side do you like? Do you like doing the kind of the producing side, like kind of off-camera kind of work, or do you like being in front of the camera, or both? Or Acting is and always will be my first love, but I find I do enjoy directing. I will produce for the right project. I'd say production is probably about third on my list, mm -hmm. and then I, I write as well, so... I, I kind of like to balance everything because I find if I burn out in one area or if I'm a little bit overwhelmed, I can step in front of or behind the camera on a different project. And sometimes it's really nice to support other, pe other people's projects in different ways. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize sometimes like the actor or the director gets a lot of credit for a film or whatever, but a lot of people don't always fully understand all the people that are going on behind the scenes. And like it really does take a village to like... I mean, both of you have worked both in front and behind the camera, so it's like you guys know, like, it's a lot of work. What about for you, Alex? Like, are you, do you prefer being in front or behind the camera? Or is it like Right now, I'm really um, passionate about being behind the camera. Uh, this was my first time directing and seeing how all of the pieces work together, how every person works together, and I love collaborating. As, as an actor, I get to show up on set and I do my job and then I leave. But as a director, I get to facilitate these creative conversations where people come together to create and share, getting to see what I can give to an art director so that she can go away and come back and bring me all of these weird, crazy options that I don't have training in, or even the costume designer. It was so thrilling to be able to work with a team of people and begin something that you have no idea where it's going to end because now you have 10 minds working on one shot. Mm -hmm. So right now, I, I can't wait to direct another project just to have that collaborative experience. Nice, that's inspiring. And in terms of uh, Bloodchild, uh, that must have been just fun just to have, like, to be raising up a ghost baby or, like, uh, I guess that's the best oh, way to put it, right? A ghost yeah. baby? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And um, to work with um, the young actresses on set, they, they were so imaginative and so focused and so present they, they these kids had you know they no longer have that censorship that we as adults gain and so they were playful and they were ready they would work long hours they would do multiple takes and it was um really inspiring working with them parenting is very hard do you have any uh, ghost baby tips in terms of parenting that you you take away from the uh, film always feed your ghost baby on time <laughs> That's a good tip. What about you, Emily? From your experience and just being on the set, have you seen any? Do you have any good parenting tips for raising a good ghost baby? Children are terrifying. That is my takeaway. Okay, <laughs> ghost baby yeah. is or not, yeah. right? Uh, they're extra terrifying and jealous. Yeah. So I would say, don't get a ghost baby. Get like a puppy if you just want something to love you. A real puppy or a ghost puppy? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. 
Would that maybe be a sequel, you think? Then you revisit it and just have like a ghost puppy? Blood puppy? Blood puppy? Blood puppy. I'd, I'd love to see the sequel, you know, yeah. 10 years from now when little Anna is all grown up and her and CT are come back and like my character's just been released from the asylum. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, I'm like, I'm really looking forward to that one. We could do like a 1.5 where it's like teen angst, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> ghost yeah. angst. It'll be a trilogy. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. You don't even need me anymore. I'm just going to go make a sandwich now. You guys are on your way. And then, like, yeah. Are you hoping to, like, is that a possibility to even, like, revisit this world? Or are you just going like, to leave it open-ended? Because you mentioned, like, this is an open ending, right? So, and horror is known for its sequels and spin-offs. And are you hoping to revisit this world? Or is this a world you want to come back to? Oh, I think it would be such a fun world to return to. The... the mythology of the blood child that is growing that is gaining more power and that is interacting and learning about the world and having that anger or like the the relationship with a mother that's gone i think stories like that it would be it would be great to see how it could evolve yeah how does your off-camera work to go back to that so you as a director you as doing producing how does that kind of influence or does it influence your like uh your acting does that, when you come away from like doing off-camera work and then you come back to doing acting, does that kind of change at all? Have you gotten better? Like, does it kind of have an influence? Well, it was working on this film. This is the first time I've ever worked with a female director. And so it was really inspiring. I had never directed before, uh, before Talking Heads. So we made Bloodchild and I just started to get really itchy to make something. And I was like, I saw Jen do it. It can be done. And that's what led me into making Talking Heads. And now... I do feel as an actor, I'm so much more informed and I and it has changed everything about my acting because of stepping behind the camera. And what about you? I think it's a very symbiotic relationship. So understanding, you know, from an acting point of view, how actors work, what they need, that definitely informs my process as a producer, as a director. And then conversely, as an actor, like I feel like it makes me sort of a better human being <laughs> when I am working with directors that you know, maybe are getting a little bit frustrated or production snafus come up as they always do. It's given me kind of a lot more sympathy and a lot more empathy. Mm -hmm. And also just understanding the scope of, you know, actors are the face you see, but for the face you see on screen, there's 10, 20, 50, 100 people mm -hmm. that are there to make them look good. Mm -hmm. That, you know, all, the, all these people do very important jobs on set but often don't sort of get the same kind of credit and recognition. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Uh, now working with directors, it's like I understand they're experiencing a lot more. Like I'm just getting ready for one scene, but they are trying to keep the full big picture in motion so that the day can run on time, so that the 25 people who are all doing separate things to prepare for the next shot can make it happen. And it's such a, it's such a powerful position, but there's a lot, of, a lot to hold on their shoulders. Oh, for sure. And I was going to say, we talked very briefly about Del Toro, too. Yeah. I actually just got to check out his exhibit at the AGO. So good! Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. And I just, I found so much takeaway, kind of both as a director and as an actor, where it's, you know, how does he get his inspiration? How does he build his world, you know? So even things like, oh, well, what color should this be? What kind of lighting should we use? You know, the, these are things that I think, as an actor it's kind of good to be aware of why things are being chosen. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense because you have a whole village of people that are, you're working with, right? Mm -hmm. And so all these decisions are being made from lighting to the costume to the everything, right? So it's like the more better informed you are with all the decisions and why they're making these decisions, yeah. 
um, the better I think off you will be as an actor. But as also, this is an independent film, so is this kind of a challenge as well to kind of execute the vision that you want to execute, or does then having a limited budget kind of, you have to cut a couple of corners? I think the danger with having any sort of budget is that as soon as there's some money, everybody wants more money. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, like I've worked on things that are very indie, especially at the start of my career, where nobody got paid, it was all a passion project. And, you know, some unfortunately, heart can only go so much, mm -hmm. so or so far. Yeah. Where you might have a vision, but if you don't have the skills, or even if, say, if you don't have some money to put into production design, you know, money to put into even makeup to making actors look good, things are just not going to look as good as they could. But conversely, the side of that is that people out there that are passionate about your project, you know, they are willing to work for, say, less than their full rate if they believe in the story, if they believe in the work. Horror, so there's, yeah, a bit of a trade-off there. Yeah, and horror is great because there's a bit of grace. You're allowed to be a little bit not, like, polished, right? <laughs> it's not like doing a superhero movie or something where people expect it, like... Yeah. You can be a little bit more raw and unpolished with I, horror. I, I love watching those, um, I don't want to say kitschy, but there's something about when you watch something and you can see, like, the fake head, like, in Alien, yeah. when you suddenly <laughs> know it's a robot. Yeah. Um, and how much fun that is to, to see those effects when they fail or when they work or when you just we get to have a good time as an audience being like oh, there it is. yes that's amazing yeah and i want to touch upon like uh, alex you mentioned that this is the first time you're working with a woman director and because this is a horror movie and it's a very like uh women-centric story in terms of like having a child or wanting to have that child and that's that perspective and having a number of ladies on the set does that bring a different sensibility to the horror to the genre to the film that normally like a dude just overlook or just wouldn't get I think there's sort of two facets to that. So first of all, in my experience, working with a woman-led team, women tend to care about their teams in a different way than, say, a male-led team does. So there's a little bit more awareness of you know, personal needs, of sometimes emotionality. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you 100%. I've worked mm -hmm. with women producers before. They're, they're, they're rough too, though. They're tough on you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Back, <laughs> yeah. Which no, is great. I know. A little less honest feedback, please. Like, <laughs> just, but Alex will tell you I'm terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's such a slave forever. It's really, it's, I feel like there's just it's a it's like a different style of communication. One is not worse or one is not better, but it's just nice to have an opportunity where there's creative space is kind of created and held for the actors to to work and for the team to create. It's not as um, military style, and I think that when you can step away from everything being like militaristic and let people kind of create and ask questions and not have an answer and, and let emotions have a space, things happen when that camera starts rolling because of the environment that is held for that, that creative process. So I think the other side to that too is also looking at something that is male gaze directed versus something that's say female gaze directed that will even affect you know the way you shape your shots, the way you you know the way you structure what you're seeing, what your shot list is going to be, mm -hmm. what you're focusing on. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I was like bringing it up because this is a very like like Alex's character like it's a very female centric type role and it's like you're dealing with this huge emotional thing of like losing a child and mm -hmm. and then raising a ghost child like yeah. these these are like really significant issues and whether it's a male directing it or female directing it, it would bring two different sensibilities which is what you're talking mm -hmm. about Emily like to the to the party yeah I think one thing that's kind of important with that too is that we very much allowed for Alex's character to be a messy and complete woman. Versus, you know, say, stereotypical horror where it's someone who's very, 
looks a certain way, you know, is thin, is attractive, mm -hmm. even as she's running for her life is still, you know, one boobs hanging out maybe. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's structured for a male audience versus our film, which is about a very female, very feminine experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great thing about the, the horror genre is that right now there's a lot of female directors kind of attracted to it, whereas the protagonist, if she's a woman, that she's actually becoming a character instead of um, just like a prop moving around, experiencing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh no. Like sexy uh, lamp theory. Sexy lamp theory. <laughs> <laughs> For you, Alex, was it kind of a nice opportunity to kind of flex your muscles a little bit too? Because your character goes through a lot for the for the like this over the two hours. This part was amazing. Yeah. Um, I I feel um, very blessed and you know so much gratitude for having worked with this team. The part was huge part. It was my first time shooting a feature. I had only done short films before this. And like shooting for two days is a lot different than shooting for 24, you know? Mm -hmm. We worked long days and everybody was there to support. So yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of work. And you got a couple of scenes where you're just kind of lounging in bed though. That's not bad though. That's oh, not bad yeah. work, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so thank you ladies for talking about blood child and how to raise a ghost baby. <laughs> No, like I think those seriously, just get a dog. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, either a ghost dog <laughs> or a real dog. So, uh, Blood Child is just gonna be playing at Blood in the Snow Film Festival. But do you guys have any projects lined up after this that you want to talk about? Well, I actually have a film screening immediately the day after. Mm -hmm. So my film is gonna be screening as part of City Flicks International Film Festival, Sunday at 11:15 a.m. at the Kingsway Theatre here in Toronto. And then I have some projects I'm developing for 2018 and beyond as well, but can't say too much yet. Okay. Hopefully you come by Crater Town and then like you yeah. can find hang out with Dan and like I'd spill the beans. Um, next weekend, uh, November 30th and December 1st, there is a film festival called Bloody Mary. Yes. And so w Talking Heads will be playing there at 9.30 on Friday, December 1st. And that's going to be a really great female-centered horror festival but uh, short packages all about horror and some of the films from Blood in the Snow are going to be there too so it'll be a nice community you're going to keep rolling with the horror keep eh? rolling yeah alright then let's keep rolling too then thank you ladies thank for you hanging so much. out and like uh, talking about horror and Blood Child and all the good stuff thank you thank you so much